It's time for The Bright Side, a coaching radio show for changemakers, the organizations and positive leaders creating positive change in the world. The Bright Side is sponsored by P-Link Leadership. At P-Link Leadership, we have one big goal, to accelerate positive change. It's all based on fusing the sciences of human nature with the discipline of leadership to transform the world at work, or as we call it, accelerating positive change in a big way. And now as your host, Alexis Robin, Chief Experience Officer and Co-Founder of P-Link Leadership, I'm here to bring you 10 minutes of insight, theory, and actionable tips to support you on your journey of becoming the best version of yourself. Staying relevant as a leader, part four. Relevant, adjective, closely connected or appropriate to what is being done or considered. Appropriate to the current time, period, or circumstances of contemporary interest. Relevant leaders are great at boundary setting. This is the fourth show in a series on staying relevant as a leader. Boundary setting is the number one skill to thrive as a leader versus burning yourself out. Relevant leaders are not the ones who work the longest or do the most. It's the leaders who know the value of spaciousness, being out in front, taking time to take care of themselves. To be relevant, you have to stay abreast of the current affairs, the industry trends, and the strategic needs of your organization. You have to have time to think strategically and focus your attention. If you're burned out and overwhelmed, that will feel like a huge pylon to all the tasks at hand. I'm Alexis Robin, and this is The Bright Side. Thanks for tuning in this week to drive your own development. I've recently made this switch in my own work life, and it's really changing everything. I have far fewer emergencies. I'm out in front of projects that enable me to be more creative and take the pressions off our operations and execution team. And you might be wondering, how did you make the shift from boundaryless, you know, letting all kinds of things come in onto my plate and, and not really managing it to managing it? Well, I started by blocking off time in my calendar. This is an old trick that many people know um, versus trying to fit in project work in between meetings and coaching clients and my workshops. So now I have a full day where it's my work day and it's amazingly blissful. I get so much done. I'm so focused. I can be creative. It's really helpful. But the real secret is that I'm trying on a new identity and my old identity sounded like I can handle a lot of work because I can wing it like a boss or I'm comfortable on the fly and under pressure and the pressure actually helps me get stuff done. My new identity though is I'm a leader that's way out in front of things. I'm a leader who values spaciousness in my thinking and creating and I'm a leader who cares deeply for my people. So I stay on top of projects so my my team can embody a feeling of spaciousness too This mindset shift for me has been huge in helping me stay committed to the practice of being in front of things. And it's just one way that I am living into boundary setting in a more effective way. But boundaries aren't just about time or workload. They're also about behavior. Setting boundaries around behavior or behaviors that are okay or not okay can make leaders feel vulnerable. But this is hugely important for anyone wanting to lead in a value-based way or build a positive culture on their team. So we get good at holding boundaries on goals, deadlines, time, but we allow unwanted behaviors 
to go by without comment. This is something I see in leadership all the time. It just feels uncomfortable to manage people's behavior. It's a lot easier to manage something like a sales goal. I was listening, I was taking a workout yesterday um, with Peloton and just Sims, who's one of the instructors, she asked the question, why do we keep our promises to everyone else but ourselves? And it got me thinking about this podcast and why people struggle with boundaries. Here's some of the common things that I hear in my coaching practice around why people struggle with boundaries. Number one is they are afraid to say no and hurt someone's feelings or let them down. This is a big one, has a lot to do with identity, which we'll talk about in a few minutes. They also aren't clear on their boundaries. A lot of times people just don't even know what's okay and not okay. They haven't slowed down to take the time to think about it. And they only know what's not okay after somebody crosses a boundary and they get pissed. People also struggle with boundaries because they're worried people will think they can't handle workload. So someone asks you to take on a task and you say, no, I'm sorry, I can't right now. And typically that's followed by, I'm too busy. When really what it should be followed by is I can't right now. I'm already committed to delivering this project on time. They feel in a double bind. I had a client uh, named Greg who was working in an organization where he was providing financial reports and his senior leadership team wanted those reports on Monday. And he was really struggling because he had integrity as one of his top values. And the reports on Monday weren't supported by any data. They were supported by hunches that the accounting team was making, and he was wanting to deliver them on Wednesday, but then the the senior team would get upset and wanted them Monday. And so through some coaching, he landed on being able to ask the senior team, would you rather have a report on Monday that's built on hunches, but not data, or would you rather have a very data-driven report on Wednesday? And The group asked for the report on Monday still, which was fine because now they knew that that report was not data-driven, that it was based on hunches. And so when Wednesday came along and the data showed up, if the hunches were incorrect, he could always go back and say, look, this is what the data says now. So what we gave you on Monday was incorrect without feeling like somehow he'd made a mistake uh, or was stuck in an integrity situation. So that's kind of that double bind feeling. It also feels easier to set boundaries when you have positional power, but it feels harder when you're a peer or subordinate. People often say like, yeah, I have no problem setting boundaries with the people who report to me. It's my peers. I don't feel like I I have the right to set boundaries with them. But you have to remember, you're not setting boundaries for your peers. You're setting boundaries for yourself with what's okay or not okay for you. And that's your domain. And finally, people often feel like, and I used to do this a lot, they feel like they have to add a bunch of emotional load when they're setting a boundary. So you go to tell somebody they can't do something, but you get like really upset about it or really big emotional about it. And like, it's not okay to do that. Here's why. And instead of just saying, um, Hey, that's not okay. Thanks so much for doing this instead. Stating what is okay and not okay in a calm and certain tone gets a better result than adding a bunch of emotional weight. For those of you who are listening to the show who have kids, this is a big one. This is actually where I learned this one was with my teenagers that when I could do boundaries in a much more calm way, the response was much better than when I did boundaries in a big, fiery, emotional way. So, what do boundaries sound like? They sound like this. 
It's okay to not like someone on another team. It is not okay to speak poorly of them to people on our team. It's okay to disagree with this decision. It's not okay not to execute on it. It's okay to be late on a project. It's not okay to not let anyone know until it's due. Or would you rather have the report on Monday with results that are based on hunches or the report on Wednesday with results that are based on data? If you're ready to commit to boundary setting and boundary holding or recommit, because many of you might've been good at this and just kind of slipped off the wagon a little bit, here are a few things you can do to get started. You can start to identify where you want more boundaries. Notice where you get triggered. Notice where you feel resentment. Notice feelings of stress and overwhelm. These are good flags to tell you that a boundary is missing. Identify what your boundaries are by answering the question, What is okay for me and what is not okay in this situation? Look at the identity you may need to let go of in order to start holding boundaries. Some identities I've heard from my clients are, I'm the guy who gets everything done, or I'm always here to help, or you can count on me. Now you want to be able to count on people. You just don't want to be the person who has to say yes to everything because that's tied to an identity that says, if I don't say yes, I can't be counted on. I often will say to my clients or my friends or people who ask me for favors, I am very good about setting and holding my own boundaries. So you ask away and I will let you know if I can or cannot support you in that. And that just gives people permission. They don't ever have to worry about managing my boundaries. I will manage my own boundaries. Same thing if we're going over in a meeting. And someone says, oh, I don't want to waste your time and say, I'll I'll manage my time and let you know when I have to go, if I need to go. Once you've figured out the identity you need to let go of, embody the new identity you want. It might sound like I'm a leader who knows my boundaries and upholds them, or I'm a leader who works hard to be out in front of things, or I'm a leader who holds people accountable to behaviors and results. So kind of living into that and embodying that behavior And then finally, when appropriate, communicate the shift that you're making. If you're somebody who's been very passive and said yes to a lot of things in the past, and you're starting to get firmer and and more resolute about your boundaries, uh, let people know, hey, I'm practicing setting some firmer boundaries so that I can make my highest contribution at work uh, or so that I can take better care of myself. You may hear me saying no to things more often than I used to. And that's just in service of me doing my best work at this organization. Being able to let people know ahead of time is a a great way to kind of help support yourself. So as my dear friend and co-founder Gretchen Pozzano says, people don't mind boundaries. They mind when boundaries move. So get clear on your boundaries and allow space for you to stay relevant as a leader in today's uncertain and rapidly changing environment. This has been Alexis on the Bright Side. We look forward to having you tune in next week. You can find out information about P-Link or bringing one of our P-Link coaches, facilitators, speakers to your next event at plinkleadership.com. Have a great week.